welcome back to another episode of I'm Talking to Jew, Season 2, Episode 2. And I think I'm probably the most excited I've ever been for an episode because today we are talking about Passover. If there is a single Jewish holiday that most exemplifies the collective Jewish identity, and I really hope I'm not overstating this, yeah. it's Passover. This is the quintessential Jewish holiday. It is indeed. It's the big one. I know Hanukkah we did last season, and that was a very um, iconic Jewish yeah. holiday. Passover is just, you know, bedrock. It's foundation stone. Yeah. It's yeah. cornerstone. Yeah. Yeah, Hanukkah. Passover makes Hanukkah look like Easter. To Christmas. You've heard you know? of Passover before, yeah? I have, yeah. It's weirdly enough, I actually know a little bit about Passover. Is it because you've seen the Prince of Egypt? I have not seen the Prince of Egypt. You haven't seen the Prince of Egypt? No, no. I've seen Aladdin. Aladdin is not the Prince of Egypt. He's not. <laughs> he's, a, he's a poor, poor boy. He's a street rat. I In believe. Arabia. It's not even the same yeah. place. Well, apples it's, and oranges. Is it called Arabia. <laughs> I think it might be, yeah. Arabian Nights. Arabian, Arabian Nights, days? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this is Egyptian Nights and Egyptian Days. Okay. Very different. Well, I do know a little bit about Passover. Uh, can I blow your mind? Yeah, please. Okay, so oh, I could be very wrong. <laughs> I look forward to it. <laughs> but Passover is the celebration commemorating the Jewish people and their like freedom uh, uh, in Egypt. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, well done. Amazing. I would maybe just point out a small technicality and say freedom from Egypt. Yeah. As opposed to freedom in Egypt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, true, true, cool. true. Okay. Well, they were, yeah, they were, uh, they were free. They were free. Yeah. So that's uh, the Festival of Passover. And thanks for listening to <laughs> episode two. <laughs> Should I just take this episode? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'll just sit back and listen to you tell me the story of Passover. It's going to be a short one because that's all I know. Okay. I know, I know about that, obviously. Yeah. Uh, that's about it, really. Okay. And I know you eat a lot of food. We do eat a lot of food, special yeah. types of food, but we'll get to that. What I thought we should do is we should first have a little bit of an introduction, story time, and then yeah. we'll go into some of like the ritual stuff. Okay, cool. But even before that, oh, a prelude I want to, to jump the prelude. into something. Yeah, completely off topic. But Excellent. If you strap in, okay. I'm going to kind of bring it back and tie it all in. All right. Seatbelt is strapped in. All right. Let's go. So I know we talked a little bit about this at work today. Yeah. You know that guy that just died recently, like the missionary guy from America who went to that uh, that like island yeah. off the coast of yeah, India? Yeah, yeah, Okay. So this is the news story that I think broke today. Yeah. Today or yesterday. One of, I, one of those. I sort of saw the headlines, but I didn't read the details yeah well lucky for you i have some details excellent great hit me <laughs> okay so this guy's name was john chow chow yeah. or cho i'm not exactly sure i won't hold it against you yeah so he was you sure it's not how <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay it was it was how uh, yeah, yeah. yeah i thought so <laughs> good american name he died i think yesterday <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we shouldn't be laughing. No, I think it was like uh, six days ago. Oh, fine. That's yeah, easily joke territory. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so he was amongst other things. Uh, he was a missionary. Yep. Preacher. Yep. Apparently an international soccer coach. Oh, wow. 
And he was a wilderness EMT. A wilderness EMT? Yeah, which to me, I know it's probably like an EMT who specializes in like wilderness survival, but it sounds like he's like a paramedic for bears. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's very confusing. I'd never heard of that before. Going around saving bears caught in bear traps. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's who John... How was? Oh, yeah. It's so hard to do. Yeah. Uh, so, for some reason, he's obsessed with these uh, this tribe on North Sentinel Island. Okay. Which is a very small island about the size of Manhattan off the coast of India. Perfect. All right. So, he's this like super Christian guy. Yeah. And he kind of thought it was his mission to like bring God... To this tribe on North Sentinel Island. Is this like a... I mean, I don't know if this is an insensitive term, but I doubt they'll be listening. Is this like a primitive tribe? Yeah, so they were, or they are, uh, apparently the last known pre-Neolithic tribe on Earth. Uh, Neolithic. So that's like the last part of the Stone Age, I think. Oh, the, like the end of like the Stone the Age. very end of the so Stone Age. So they're using stone. Yeah, so like before... They started doing like metalwork. That's okay. where this tribe like originated. Gotcha. So very old. Okay. And and they survived all this time completely isolated from technology. Yeah. yeah wow. They survived like a massive tsunami. Okay. Right. And in 2006, uh, these two fishermen from yep. India, their boat kind of like washed up on the shore. Yeah. Something happened. They lost control of their boat. And they were killed by oh this my tribe. God. Yeah, I so know. So this isn't the first guy who was killed no. by these people. No, no, no. So then, like, a helicopter went to go get their bodies. Yep. And they basically shot the helicopter away with okay. just bows and arrows. Okay. So, I just wouldn't be messing with this tribe. No, no, no. I wouldn't either, to be honest. Yeah. So this Just guy, let them have the island. Yeah, it's crazy. So, so this, is, I'm, this is how I'm going to tie it all back in. Okay, so right. Mr. Chow, he's yeah. a Christian missionary... Yes. And he's decided he's going to go to this island and... And just, like, convert these people, I guess. Okay. Bring them God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Save they them from eternal damnation. Their own God. Yeah. Anyway, I'm sure they do. So, I'm sure they have their own religion and stuff. Yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah. Okay. They probably prayed at that massive mechanical bird that flew over them one time. <laughs> that they shot arrows at? Yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it's a love-hate relationship with that guy. <laughs> yeah. So, he paid these fishermen... To take him to this island. Yeah, cool. He goes there with like gifts, like a Bible and a soccer ball and some fish. And they shoot arrows at him. Yep. And he escapes. He swims back to the boat. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. And then he goes back the next day. Oh. And that's when he died. So he should have known. Yeah. I don't want to spend too much time on it. Fascinating. Wow. I'm obsessed with it. But how I'm going to tie it back in... We've spoken before on the podcast yep. about how the Jewish people, they don't really try to push Judaism on anyone else. That's true. Correct. Which is sort of what I feel like this guy, while his intentions may have been good, yep. was trying to do. Yeah. And I, th- I mentioned to you earlier today when we were discussing this at work, that there is a part of me that sort of feels bad if you're someone who genuinely believes that these other human beings that you care about are going to be subjected to eternal damnation in hell. 
Yeah. And all you have to do is go knock on their door, introduce them to your God, give them your holy book, get them to live your way, and then they will live for eternity yeah. in heaven. I, I understand the psychology that would drive someone to do that. In fact, that's actually nice that they care enough about your internal damnation. Yeah. Having said that, maybe don't. Yeah, I just kind of think like different strokes for different folks, you know? Yeah, live like, and let, leave, live. let them be. They're yeah. fine. Yeah. They're doing very well. I agree. I know. Yeah. That is fascinating. Yeah. Poor Mr. Chow. Yeah, I know. But we should get back on track. Ah, yes, let's because do that. While we were at work today, I was having a I was having a case of the Thursdays. Yeah. Wasn't having the best time in my life. Yeah. You know, I was a bit tired. You know, I rolled my ankle last night. I was a bit grumpy. Yeah. Okay. You know okay. how I get yeah. when I roll my ankle. Very <laughs> grumpy. <laughs> we all feel sorry for you. Yeah. But then my little internal messenger started flashing. Yeah. And I got very upset because I thought this is someone who wants me to do some work <laughs> and I'm not happy about it. <laughs> Nothing sucks at yeah. work more than doing work. I know. So I clicked on it and who is it? It's my friend Aaron. It's your best bud. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, hey, he said, hey, best bud, when are we recording the podcast? Verbatim. That's exactly what I yeah. said. <laughs> and I said, don't call me your best bud. All right. We're work colleagues at best. <laughs> <laughs> but we decided to do it today. And then I said, what are we doing? And Aaron said the Passover. And now I'm so excited to be here. Excellent. And that, that's a good now prelude. Now wasted the first 10 minutes of the podcast. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's not wasting because I think what we've done is we've taken a journey through how your mind works. Right? Yeah. So you got super excited at the top because you thought that Aladdin was actually secretly the story of the Jews leaving Egypt. Then yeah, you got excited no, well, because of poor Mr. Chow and his evangelical ways that ended up doing him in. Yep. And now, all of a sudden, you've spent five minutes apologizing for wasting the first ten minutes on a tangent. Well, I'm kind of like, I'm kind of like a like a puppy dog. I feel yeah. like on this podcast, yeah, yeah, where I need to get all that energy out of me right away. Cool. And then I go too hard too quickly, and now I'm just tired. You know. Okay. Well, lucky for you, I've now had four months of practice dealing with overtired little boys. Yeah. So I know exactly how to deal with you. Okay, well, let's get into it, because I'm, I'm excited. All right. Like you said, Passover is a festival commemorating the freeing of the Jews from slavery in Egypt. I know, that's what I said. Yeah, I know. I'm just recapping. It always lands around about the same time as Easter. So, you know, end of March, early April, the beginning of springtime in the Northern Hemisphere. Okay, it's a real Passover versus Easter kind of smackdown. Classic rivalry. Yeah. Yeah. It's a seven days long or eight days outside of Israel. It's a technicality thing, not worth getting into here. But it, yeah. it's about a week long festival. Okay. Should you have we... a lot of long festivals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Holidays. We're going to go through all of them this season. Oh, okay. Yeah. Fantastic. What a festive season. Yeah. <laughs> it is indeed. <laughs> season to be jolly. Okay. Yeah. Let's jump into story time, shall we? Okay. Yeah. What do you know about the story itself? I I feel like Moses is in it. Moses features. He's a main yeah. character. Well, he frees he frees the Jews. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, so this starts at about thirteen hundred BC BCE, right? Yeah. Oh, this is around the same time as the noses started. <laughs> Didn't we say it was thirteen hundred last last episode? 
Like Moses? No, the noses. Noses. Oh, the noses. Moses' noses. Moses' noses. I'm very confused. (laughs) No. The noses, I think, was like 1300 CE or AD, depending on the... Too many letters. CCs. Anyway. BCEs. (laughs) Consider this about three, three and a half thousand years ago. Okay. Okay. The Jews, the children of Israel, they're all in Egypt, enslaved, oppressed, building stuff, being persecuted, being killed. Yeah? Not a fun time. Exactly. Not a fun time. They're really not enjoying life. The Pharaoh makes a decree. So the king of Egypt, he decides every single infant baby boy is going to be killed, thrown into the Nile. Okay. What's up with this guy? So Why? There's a behind-the-scenes story that the rabbis actually explain. Was he infertile and he was, like, worried about it? Infertile? Yeah, like he couldn't have his own kid, so he was like, no one can. Well, he didn't do anything to the non-Jewish babies. It was just the male Jewish babies. Oh, okay. Yeah. Or maybe was he, like, a little Genghis Khan kind of thing where he wanted it to be all his his blood? Yeah, yeah, probably. Something like that. Which is interesting because if he killed all the males what would happen when that generation grew up who would be the slaves but i think this was a short term rule well they could have female slaves they could have female slaves but they do very different sort of slavery work Uh, they'd just be like yap 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 gossip 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 blah 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 i didn't say that i was uh, (laughs) i was joking okay okay all right okay (laughs) (laughs) who's all misogynist cow over here (laughs) all right back to the story Okay. So, the behind-the-scenes story, one explanation is that Pharaoh heard of a prophecy from one of his, like, magical sorcery advisors. This isn't in the Bible. This is sort of extraneous explanations. And it, the prophecy was basically something like, round about now, there's going to be a baby born who's going to lead the Jews out of Egypt and free them. So, he's like, that's it. They all got to die. Chuck them in the Nile. Right? Okay. Infant, infanticide? Infanticide? Yeah. How do you say that word? I don't know. Either but way, it's why horrible. Did this, why did this guy think he could uh, stop some such a prophecy? It's I d- a prophecy. I, I it's got to happen. I You'd, don't know. Yeah. Anyway, for whatever reason, Pharaoh makes this rule, okay? But there's a couple, a Jewish couple, they have a baby boy. Obviously, they don't want to pass him up to the Egyptians to be thrown in the Nile. Okay. Did they pass him... Over to someone? Sort of. Did not they raise the name him comes as from. a girl? They did not raise him as a <laughs> That's girl. That's what I would have done. <laughs> what do you mean? Hide him in plain sight. Ah. Then he's not killing the male. He's not killing the females. Interesting you say hide in plain sight. Hold that thought. It's so helped. what they do. What? I'm holding it. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what they do is they take the baby, they put him in a basket, and they put him on the river Nile and hide him in a bunch of reeds, okay? I have okay. I'm familiar with this. Story. Yeah, sounds very dangerous. Tickling your memory. Yeah. Okay. He's found. This baby is found in the basket by who? The daughter of Pharaoh. Okay. So oh, the and princess. is she like rebelling against him? Well, not necessarily. She doesn't necessarily know that this is a Jewish baby. She just finds this baby boy crying in the reeds, rescues him from the Nile, and decides to raise the child as her own. And who does that child grow up to be? Moses. Moses himself. But, okay, I have questions. Oh, okay. Moses' parents. Moses' parents. 
what was their plan, really? It's Just chuck unclear. him in a river? They didn't chuck him in the river. They put okay, him they in a basket. Him. Well, there's not much difference, really. It's, <laughs> it, I don't know the details, but it's possible they were just hiding him and then were going to come rescue him after the Egyptians searched their house or something. Okay. Did they tie the basket up at all? I'm not sure. It doesn't really go into that it much It doesn't detail. seem like there was a lot of foresight going on here. Almost irrelevant to the story. Yeah, okay. Well, okay, okay. Point is, Moses hides in plain sight... But he doesn't even know he's hiding because he's being raised as a prince of Egypt, hence the title of the movie, in Pharaoh's palace itself. I need to watch this movie. It's a good movie. It doesn't sound as good as Aladdin, but that's pretty good. Yeah, look, it's not as good as the book either, but it's a pretty good movie. (laughs) Good music. Yeah. I still... I'm not about this whole basket situation. All right. Can we move on from the basket? Yeah, we can move on. You're a basket case. What? You know you told me to hold that thought? About what? No, they're hiding in plain sight. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yep. Now he is hiding in plain sight. One day, Moses come... Hang on. You're interrupting story time. Yeah, I know. But hiding someone in the reeds in a river isn't really in plain sight. That's very much the opposite of that. Why? The reeds aren't in plain sight. If you're looking... No, no, that's not the hiding in plain sight. Him growing up in Pharaoh's palace is the plain sight. okay. No, yeah, I'm an idiot. Like, Pharaoh's trying to find (laughs) all the Jewish males. Meanwhile, his, you know, step-grandson is a Jewish male. Oh, he must have been pissed when he figured that out. Ropeable, mate. Yeah. Ropeable. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, one day Moses has grown up. He comes across an Egyptian beating up a Jewish slave. He goes, I'm not about this. This is not okay. He kills the Egyptian, oh. saves the Jew. Okay, but he didn't know he was Jewish. At the time. It's unclear. Something inside him. Yeah, it's his a bit Jewish unclear. Jewish senses were tingling. Yeah, yeah, his Jewish senses were tingling. That makes him sound like Spider Man. I kind of like that. Moses is Spider Man. Yeah, basically, we're yeah. all Spider Man. I think. In a certain way. All right. In a little Stanley. way. Yeah. Oh, don't, now I'm upset. <laughs> all right. Moses realizes what he's done. Okay. He escapes from Egypt. He runs away. He, long story short, he finds someone, he marries, he settles down in a land far away from Egypt. One day, as he's being a shepherd, as one does in a biblical story. Of course. I think everyone was a shepherd. At some point. Yeah. It's like a rite of passage. Mm -hmm. A lamb runs away. He chases after the lamb to find it, finds himself in front of none other than a burning bush of God. Yeah? God comes to him in a burning bush, uh, says... Okay, let's backpedal. Because uh, you said he finds himself in front of a burning bush of God. And yeah. then you said, yeah? Like I would know what that means. What do you mean a burning bush of God? You've never come across a burning bush of God? Uh, I can't say I have. All right, picture this. A bush yeah, on fire, yeah, but the bush has not been consumed. The bush is just fine. It's doing perfectly fine on fire. Okay. From within this bush... And that bush is God. Yes. Okay. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Hold on. I it's a representation of God. God speaks to Moses through the burning bush. It's a pretty weird way to contact him. Let's not jump email. into the symbolism. Let's Give not go a, into the symbolism. Just text him. Just text him. You up, he, Moses? He What's was a shepherd. On? Shepherds are often out of range. They're off, they don't have always access 
to you know coverage mobile okay. coverage so do they have like a conversation yes god says moses listen it's time for you to go back to egypt and redeem my people save them from the tyranny of pharaoh and the egyptians set my people free set my people free moses i, just, I don't understand just Why? make it easier god what do you mean? Why do you have to be this burning bush? It's so over the top. It's a bit flamboyant. Okay. If you're talking extra. about He's very God, extra. Let's just wind the clock back. If you're talking about God, the most powerful of I know, the creator person, of everything and all this stuff. Nothing's over the top for him. Yeah, but... Uh, I would have been confused if I was Moses. What would you have done? I would have probably tried to put the bush out. I would have got some water, probably. If you saw a bush on fire, but it wasn't actually burning, it was just consumed by fire, wouldn't you be like, oh, this is a little bit I'd probably unusual. be like, oh, I'm schizophrenic. What's happening? <laughs> <laughs> why is this bush on fire, but it's not burning at all? And here you've answered the question, why God's never appeared to you and tasked you with saving an entire people from slavery. Yeah. Well, no one would believe me. Moses must have been... Like a pretty smooth talker, I think. Interestingly, you should say that. Because he wouldn't have made... I wouldn't have believed him. Because Moses actually was not a smooth talker. And he actually said to God, I can't do it. I'm not a good orator. He had some sort of lisp or some sort of speech impediment. And he didn't want to do the job. God says, no, you're doing the job. Moses says, okay, fine. You convince me. You're God after all. Okay. okay? Yeah. <laughs> Easily convinced. <laughs> Moses packs up. Heads back to Egypt, comes in front of Pharaoh and says, let my people go. And he just goes, okay. No. That's how it goes, right? That would be a terrible story. Yeah. He says, no. I no. know how the story ends. Not only that, I'm going to double, triple, quadruple the amount of work that the Jews have to do. So now the Jews... Oh, it's backfired. Yeah, they're irritated at Moses, right? They're not happy. Yeah, yeah. But Mo that's all, I feel like, part of God's plan. Yeah. It's a test. Moses takes it on the noses, go back to God, and says, God, this is not working. God is sends... he still a bush? Sorry, dude. No, he's not a bush. Not I have bush. so many questions about this. But it's not okay. a bush. Do you want to ask them now? Or do you want me to What's carry he now? Is he's, he not a bush? He's just God. I don't know. Well, why did he do that in the first place? I'm not sure. Maybe Moses <laughs> needed to be like introduced into the awesome power of God. Then once he knows what he's all about, he can be like, no, nah, I'll just come to you in a dream okay. or something. I feel like it's... If God has come, if he came down in like human form, yeah, Moses would probably be like, okay, Gary, like, I'm, <laughs> yeah, you're not, yeah, the old I'm God trick. I'm not falling for that one yeah. again. Yeah, but a flaming bush that's not actually burning, Gary can't do that. I understand. Yeah, that's probably a, a canonical Jewish interpretation of the story. Yeah. You need okay, you need the well factor. I'm happy you need with the that. X factor. Cool. Moses goes to God. It's not working. God says. Go back to Pharaoh. It's going to work out. Threaten him with a plague. Moses goes back to Pharaoh. He says, let my people go. Pharaoh says, no. And then Moses brings the plague. The first plague is the... Frogs. No, before frogs. Oh. The Nile turns to blood. Oh. Yeah. So all the water it's in all the land extreme. turns to blood. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. It's nuts. Yeah. No, I would not want to be one of the Egyptians. Pharaoh goes, okay, fine. You've convinced me. I don't like drinking blood. Bring back the water <laughs> and the slaves can go. What if he did? What if that backfired? If it was actually like Pharaoh Dracula or something? He just loved it. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, well, it's actually not bad. 
Yeah. You'd think that God would have known that. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. Pharaoh changes his mind. Once the plague is reversed, Pharaoh goes, nah, I'm not about this. I'm keeping my slaves. Yeah. So this goes on and on and on, this cycle, for 10 plagues. We have blood, uh, frogs, lice, wild beasts, there's pestilence, boils, hail, locusts, utter darkness. And then the last one, the final, final, final nail in the coffin, pun semi-intended, is death of the firstborn. God himself comes down, smites every single firstborn in Egypt. Sounds pretty crazy, right? Yeah, Jesus. Yeah, it's not it's not what? a light story. Very uh vindictive, I want to say. Yeah. Why didn't God just Okay, so if God knew he must have known that all of these threats the first nine threats. Was it nine or 10? We can't There's a lot There's 10 how, There's 10 how, This how is many? the 10th So he knew They all weren't going to work But you could say that about everything You could say that God knows Everything that is or isn't going to work So why does he do anything? We're not going to Unravel yeah. God's psychology In I'm Talking to Jews Episode 2 Season 2 I feel like he's trying to teach Lessons Yes But this a Pretty messed up way to do it Yes yeah. It's pretty crazy a lot of it's pretty of, hectic. Seems like you killed a lot of innocent firstborns that didn't really do a whole lot. Yeah, look, this yeah. is the story, man. I don't know what to <laughs> tell you. <laughs> he's, he's not getting many brownie points in my books at the moment. Right. Just take it as it comes. Do okay? the ends justify the means? Let's find out. Okay. Pharaoh goes, that's it. That's the end of the road. You guys can go. And finally releases them. Moses leads the Jewish people out of Egypt. Pharaoh changes his mind again and oh, gives Pharaoh, chase. When are you going to learn your lesson? Right. He musters his chariots. He musters his soldiers. He chases the Jews all the way to the shores of the Red Sea. Yeah. A miracle happens. The oh, Red Sea one. splits. The Jews cross on dry land. And when the Egyptians try to follow, the waters recede. Is that what happens? Is it when they go back or is it recede when they go out? Well, your hairline recedes. Recedes back. So I don't know what the opposite of that is. But it, it, it closes back up. The water proceeds back yeah, into we'll place. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and drown the Egyptians and the Jews escape into freedom. Man. Hashem. It's crazy, right? He killed a lot of people. Yeah. Look, I also can- kind of feel like Moses didn't do a lot. Well, Moses is the one who sort of channeled the plagues from God. Moses is the spokesperson from God. God didn't speak directly to Pharaoh. He spoke to Moses. Moses was yeah. the emissary. Moses kind of seems like uh, he was God's fall guy. If stuff went bad, God's like, whoa, not me. You're going to talk to the guy that was having that conversation <laughs> with that burning bush before. Yeah. Like, who's going to believe him, you know? You're attributing a lot of your own psychology to God. Yeah, and yeah. I think that I am in a position to do that. I yeah. don't necessarily disagree. <laughs> it just seems like God probably could have done it himself. Maybe. Look, yeah. I, I don't understand how God works. I don't even understand God. It's a better story. Yeah. Way. Look, yeah. it's a good story. There's a lot of lessons, symbolism. There's a lot of 
important Jewish themes involved in this story. You've got mm-hmm. free will, you've got um, faith in God, you've got reward and punishment, you, all these sort of things. It's all meshed into it. And that's the story of Passover. Hmm. It's a real uh, Evan Almighty kind of story. No, 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 no. It's no, a no. different story, but like... I know. refuse to be dragged back into a discussion of Evan Almighty <laughs> for the second time on this podcast. I just Look, I just really want to make... The Evan Almighty podcast. I've been talking about this for a long time. It's an underappreciated film. Probably Steve Carell's best work. <sighs> That's a lot of bait, and I'm not going to take it. Okay. Well, I was being facetious anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the name Passover actually comes from God passing over the Jewish homes during the plague of the firstborn and smiting the Egyptian firstborns, right? So that's where the name Passover comes from. Okay. But the Hebrew name for Passover is actually Pesach. 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 Oh, I thought that was going to be an easy one to no, say. Like no. Pesach. Pesach. And then he went Pesach. No, you got to add in the ch. Yeah. Yeah. So, and the Pesach actually refers to the animal sacrifice that the Jews brought to commemorate the festival of Passover every year when the temple was standing. We don't have a temple and we don't bring sacrifices nowadays anyway. Yeah. that This is a violent episode yeah look it's not <laughs> not a violent look. this is a, a yeah the most like biblical this is the most biblical we've, yeah, yeah. Uh, we've had yeah yeah and i'm into it yeah <laughs> well that's what i'm saying it makes a good story prince of egypt oh, ten commandments like a- oh there's even that what was that ridley scott one with like christian bale it's like batman is moses um Terminator? Oh, man no no yeah same guy but um, Batman is Moses Yeah, he played Moses in it I'm telling you Him really? um, What's the other guy? Joel Edgerton I'm telling you By Ridley Scott It was a movie It clearly made huge cultural impressions on everyone Okay It's called Exodus I'm telling you Oh, I have heard of it Yeah, yeah, yeah Have not seen it I have seen it Equally as forgettable as its title <laughs> Yeah Not Not good Look, it was fine while I was watching it, and I always enjoy watching movies that are set in like a historical time period that I'm not familiar with. You sort of see how they live, how they dress, and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. But look, I haven't watched it since, so that probably says something. Yeah. Well, I'll go watch it. Cool. And I will give you my thoughts uh, in episode three. Very, very excited for that. Yeah, it's going to be huge. So, the way we celebrate or the way we commemorate. Passover nowadays is mainly through two things. So one is the Seder night. Seder means order in Hebrew. And basically it's the first or first and second, if you live outside of Israel, it's the first night where we have a big meal and we have a traditional telling of the story. There are songs, we ask questions, we go through the story, we eat symbolic food. It's a great time for all. You guys tell that story... Every year? Every year. It's just, it's it's a bit of a downer of a story. Well, nah. It's, it's very violent. It, yeah. Yeah, look, the emancipation of the Jewish people from Egypt, like I said at the beginning, is integral to the psyche of the Jewish people. Mm. So we mention yeah. it in all our prayers. We read from the Torah. We read the story in the Torah. We commemorate it with Pesach, Passover, it's important because a lot of the laws that the Torah sets out, 
reminds us that we should be kind, caring, sympathetic people because we too were once slaves in Egypt. And yeah. we often refer to okay. God as the God who took us out from Egypt. Yep. And then we just, we were slaves and then we just plagued them. We plagued them so hard. And now we're free. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's the moral I'm taking away from this story. You always manage to just like calalize these Jewish concepts in a way that I can never anticipate. Well, they did. They did plague them pretty hard. Yeah. Ten plagues. It's true. Followed by a what sounds like a pretty severe drowning. Yeah. Yeah. Look, <laughs> there are parts of the Seder night. So this is the first night that festival that yep. meal where we actually take a moment to recognize the suffering of the Egyptians. And we take a moment to eat bitter herbs to symbolize the bitter slavery and how this process was a painful process. So it's not, we don't celebrate, we celebrate the Jews being freed. We don't celebrate even our enemies from suffering and dying. And we even actually take out some drops from the cups of wine that we drink. Oh, you pour some out for your homies. (laughs) <laughs> okay, <laughs> I get it. <laughs> I don't mind it. <laughs> just a few that just a few drops. Yeah, yeah. Just that a might be of drops. the most <laughs> Jewish thing I've ever heard. Like instead of just pouring it out, you get a little a little dropper. <laughs> just, just a couple drops. <laughs> uh, no, we don't very, use our Very methodical. Oh my god! All right, I shouldn't have mentioned that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, there's. There's some empathy there. So, yeah. I get it. So, and the whole Seder night is meant to get us to relive the episode of leaving Egypt. And it's a very interactive night. There are songs. Some people, you know, have family traditions mm-hmm. where they sing certain stuff or dress up or bring symbolic stuff to the table. Anything. Do you watch that episode of The Simpsons? Have I watched it or do we watch it? Do you watch it? Every, no, because every Passover. It's like the Sabbath. So because it's a festival, we don't watch TV, we don't use electricity, okay. anything like that. Okay. I really feel like that episode would spice things up, you know? It could. It's a good app. Yeah. It's basically just that story. It. Yeah. I think I've seen that episode, but I can't remember it clearly. I believe Bart... It's either Bart is Moses or Millhouse is Moses. Could be. Could be I could think be, it's Millhouse. Yeah. It's anyway, the second major aspect of Passover is the eating of matzah. 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 Or like matzah ball soup? Similar to matzah ball soup. The matzah balls are made from the same material, which is just ground up matzah. Matzah is like this unleavened bread. Think of it like hard, flavorless, tasteless crackers. Oh, how do I get an invite to Passover? Because I need to get my hands on some of this hard, flavorless <laughs> bread. <laughs> Everything... Sounds great. No TV, hard flavorless bread. <laughs> yeah, I'm not really selling this, am I? No, not really. Well, I, I actually would like... Can I come to Passover? Are outsiders allowed? Outsiders are allowed. We normally have Pesach Seder with my family or my mm. in-laws or something. So I'd probably have to prep them to have you in their home because oh. I don't think they're prepared to really they deal with the likes prep. of you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah <they would. laughs> Well, maybe we can do a uh, a special Passover special podcast episode Yeah, we could Where we have our we own could. little Passover oh. And I, I eat 
some bread. You just want me to make your food. Dip my finger in my drink. <laughs> pour yeah, some okay. of it out. We no. can we can discuss. Well, yeah, we'd have to do it not on Passover because yeah, people be exactly. able to use the computer. Yeah. I could use the computer, but maybe I could set yours up for you. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. The okay. matzah, it's supposed to symbolize a couple of things. So it's supposed to symbolize humility because it's bread that hasn't risen. So it's not like a big fluffy loaf with bread. Oh, it's a humble, <laughs> poor mint cracker, yep. right? And also it's to symbolize the rush that the Jews had when they left Egypt. They didn't have time to make bread that rose. They just had to make the quickest bread possible, which is these matzah, and they ate it. And we eat that for all seven slash eight days. So for that entire week, Whoa. we don't eat any bread. And we don't eat any, basically any wheat um, or barley products. Okay. So yeah. just the matzah. I mean, you can eat other food. So you can eat vegetables okay. and fruit, meat and chicken and fish. You can eat all of that. You just can't eat like bread-like products except for matzah. Okay. Yeah. Bread seems like a like a very strange thing to be cooking when you're like kind of running out the door, you know? Like the Jewish people are escaping Egypt, but let me, let me put the bread on first. What would you have rather than made? I guess in you're thinking of the context, yeah, there probably wasn't a lot of food options back then. Look, Coles wasn't open at the time. Woolworths yeah, wasn't true. open at the time. Yeah, those are two very big supermarkets in Australia for our yeah, international no, listeners. There no was no delis. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Okay, so it makes sense. So that summarizes basically what we do in Passover. We have the seder night, and we eat matzah. I just burped into the microphone. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. And I sorry, expect I'm it. Thinking from about you. this flavorless. Uncooked bread <laughs> My stomach's just grumbling Yeah I'm surprised you're not salivating all over the microphone Yeah You know why I was like Saying I should go to Passover? Why? It was when I was living in America uh, My friend Steve My good friend Steve Shout out Steve Love good you very much Steve. Yep uh, He would go to Passover Like every year pretty much wow. Basically because he said The food was so good So So there's actually an interesting story Where there are I can't remember exactly how the story goes, so don't hold this against me. But something like there are two non-Jews um, in some village, probably in Poland, because that's where all these stories happen. It's and Poland. they're homeless non-Jews, and they're sort of trying to think about how they can get a nice, warm, hot meal, right? And the one goes to the other. Well, I know that tonight's actually the first night of Passover, and that the Jews have a tradition that you have to invite everybody who comes to your door to join in the Seder, right? So okay. if we go, let's go find Jewish families, join them for the Seder, we'll get an awesome meal, okay? Okay, so you're saying if I just rock up to your house, yeah. you have to invite me in. But that's why I told you that I eat at my family's house, not my house. You don't have the address. You can't find, find me. Never. I'll find it. No, we're, we live <laughs> off the grid. We live off the grid. <laughs> I'll track you down. Yeah, so anyway... These two non-Jews, they split off, they go find Jewish family, join them, and they reconvene later that night. And they compare stories. And the one goes, I cannot believe it. It was terrible. We didn't eat for about two hours. They kept talking and singing songs and talking about this whole story of leaving Egypt. They made me eat bitter herbs. It was disgusting, blah, blah, blah. And the second guy goes, you moron. If you had just stayed there for another 10 minutes, the meal follows the telling of the story and it was just fantastic. Matzah balls yeah. and delicacies galore. 
Patience is a virtue. Exactly. Well, I could stick through it. So would you come to the whole time or would you want like to come fashionably late <laughs> just in time for the food? Do you think you can just like do me a little doggy bag the food and just bring it over? Yeah, maybe. I'll, no, I'll, I'll come. I could do it, I reckon. Yeah, I think you could too. I think you'd like it actually. Do you play dreidel? No, that's for Hanukkah. Oh, yeah. I just want to do all the fun things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell. Do the fun things, eat the yum food. No, I need to... It'll be... Uh, uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I'll be I'll be growing as a person. Yeah. If I go. I, I think you would. I think you'd find it a, a fascinating cultural experience. Yeah. Yeah. I'm ready for some, some bitter herbs. You could what do about that lemon? Herbs? The, lemon? The Jewish citrus. Oh, we'll get to that. That's another festival. Okay, I can't wait yeah. for that one. Because that's a very strange one. Yeah. Speaking of patience to virtue, be patient. We'll get there. Okay. Anyway, that's the wrap on it's Passover. Pesach. Yeah, which is ironic because you can't actually Pesach. eat wraps on Passover. <laughs> do we have time for a segment for anything? Yeah, we do. Let's sneak okay. in a quick vocabulary, And this is actually one that I've used around you before. Just because sometimes I slip into some Jewish words, forgetting that you actually might not be familiar with it. Yep. And the word is schwitz. 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 You remember what schwitz okay. means? Yeah. Well, I'm schwitzing right now. Yeah. What does that mean? I'm sweating. Exactly. But like most of these like Yiddish words that I'm yeah, teaching trick, you. isn't it? Schwitz means a little bit more than sweating. It's like if you're yeah, saying I'm schwitzing, it's like I'm profusely sweating. Okay. Well, I'm not, I'm not schwitzing yeah. right now then. Like, technically, it just means sweat, but yeah. the way we use it... But it's like, oi vey, I'm schwitzing. Exactly. Yeah. Perfect use of two vocabularies. <laughs> oi vey, I'm schwitzing like an Egyptian during a plague. <laughs> Does that work? Oh, God. Why yeah, didn't take you... that, Egypt. Why didn't you use the example <laughs> of I'm schwitzing like a poor Jewish slave under the hot Egyptian sun? Yeah, but uh, swings are roundabouts. They had some long-term gain for some short-term pain, you know? They didn't get mass drowned. They didn't, Or frogged or boiled. They just had all of their first-born males thrown into a river and drowned. Yeah. Look, it's not a... Let's not I'm just saying bad things happened on both sides (laughs) of the story. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So that's Passover. Ah, well... I don't even know what to say. Yeah, <laughs> out of words. So, so I'm, just, I'm burping a lot yeah. and it's not good. That's okay. That's why I understand. This is why I love you. You're yeah. just your natural self. I know. Anyway, if you have any questions about Passover or maybe Mr. Chow and his ill-fated journey to an island off the coast of Indonesia. Was that where it was? India? No, Indonesia? India. India. Off the coast of India. Um, do I'm, get in touch yeah. with us. You can get in touch with us at talkingjew at gmail.com. Find us on social media, especially Instagram or Facebook. And other than that, please make sure that you review us on iTunes yeah. um, or wherever you listen to the podcast and spread the word. Spread the word like a plague just <laughs> running through Egypt. <laughs> so, you, yeah, you did like it. You did. <laughs> <laughs> if this you, mic wasn't connected yeah. to the table, I would have dropped it. He's got a shirt on that says Egyptians suck. <laughs> 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 oh. Uh, oh well well on that note egyptians suck jews rule <laughs> <laughs> and we'll if we have any egyptian <laughs> listeners out there we love you all right guys take care see you later